0: Hi, welcome to our first episode on fight choreographers in TV and movies. This will be fun. I'm excited about this one.
1: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
0: Let's say hi, guys. I'm going to start. Hi from Sensei Michelle. Hi from Sensei Jackie. And hi from Landon. We're all by ourselves today. Uh -uh. Uh But these things happen. Should I blame COVID? Why not? Why not? (laughs) I like to blame everything on COVID. (laughs) We wish that we could have somebody sitting
2: here with us, but
3: COVID said no.
2: Miss Rona.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. I didn't hear that before. Okay. The TV show we're starting with, and this is thanks strictly to how Google searches for me, is an old television series called Kung Fu which starred David Carradine. Oh, Yeah, this should be weird, right? I'm excited about it. Well, it was of the time of Sensei Jackie and I, because it's from the 70s. I don't have those years in my line of sight, but we'll get to them in a minute, don't we, Sensei? Yes, Yes, I think so. But I want to start by saying, since it is from the 70s, it does have some information that is dated and insensitive. It may make you not want to watch the whole series, which, by the way, I had trouble finding. Really? I found it on the IMDb app on my computer. But when I went to the app and other devices, it wouldn't show whole series. Just fight clips. Hmm. Which is the best way to see it. The fight clips on YouTube are a lot of fun. Didn't you guys think? Uh, they're fun. Definitely. Okay. We're round robinning our favorite way to go. Start me out, Sensei Jackie. What's a fact about the series? Fact number one.
3: This series ran from 1972 to 1975. Three Seasons. And you know what else? Telltale. The main character is named Kwai Chang Kane and is played by David Carradine.
0: Listen, I'm going to add that a lot of our listeners will know David Carradine from his leading role in Kill Bill, a movie that we just have to watch soon, don't we? I think we should watch it. Seems like a good idea. I don't know if it'd be appropriate for you. I'm pretty sure it's rated R. I don't
2: know what it is, so I don't know. Lots of gore.
3: That's
0: for sure. Oh, rhyme. I rhymed it? Lots of gore, that's for sure. Oh, (laughs) I love it. And I also want to say, I think you told me this, Sensei Jackie, that when it ended, it wasn't because it was unpopular. It was because David Carradine was just getting so injured, he felt it was unhealthy to keep going. That is what they said.
2: Us. And I'll get us back on track by saying the basic plot.
0: That's a good idea.
2: All right. So Kwai is portrayed as a mixed race man. Raised in the Shaolin Temple. And by the way, the scene where he tests and graduates in the temple matches the story in the book, The Karate Dojo, very closely. Anyway, back to the TV show. He kills the nephew of the emperor because the nephew killed his teacher, Master Po. Okay, you following? I am following. Okay. He escapes to America and found out that he has a half-brother to look for. And is simultaneously chased by bounty hunters. So he wanders, searches, protects people being bullied, and shares the philosophy from the Shaolin Temple. Quite an interesting
0: storyline. I agree. So we have a TV series. What other show trivia do you guys want to add?
3: Well, there's the controversy about who had the idea first. Bruce Lee or the trio of Ed Spielman, Jerry Thorpe, and Herman Miller. One of these things again.
0: We love our controversies, Landon. You know we love it. But we're not opening that can of worms. We're here for fight choreography today. Not drama. So (laughs) the drama for your mama. (laughs) Not your podcast. So you guys are going to have to fight about that on your own. Let's move to some notable people who made appearances in the series. Anybody Hmm. we might know? Well, I have to admit that I haven't seen either of
2: these people, but I'll mention David's father and brother, and their names were John
0: and Keith Carradine. Oh, yes. I'm very familiar with Keith Carradine, but I'm not super familiar with his father. Neither am I, but I'm sure that if I MDB'd it, I'd find so many things that he was in that I go, oh, yeah, yeah. I love the way we take a site And turn it into a verb.
2: That's what I was just going to say.
3: I am would it. (laughs) I was like, is that the new, I Googled it. It is. (laughs) Anyway, I want to add some of these incredibly famous names that were in Kung Fu. William Shatner, Harrison Ford, Pat Morita, who was in The Karate Kid, and my very favorite, Don Johnson
0: from Miami Vice.
2: Now I've heard of Don Johnson.
0: So speaking of Miami Vice... Joe Hess made an appearance on Miami Vice. Really? Yes. yes. But now we are getting a little off track, aren't we? A little bit. Yes. So I'm going to pull us back with a great tangent. Wait, wait. Did I just contradict myself? <laughs> that was a
2: paradox, Sensei.
0: <laughs> okay. Back on track, I swear. I did some research about the choreographer. And his name was David Chow. Boy, this guy was interesting. I say we start with our round robin, shall we? Good Sensei. I'll start. He was born in
3: 1929, and he came to the U.S. at age 14. Can I keep it going with this unique fact? Do it. He graduated from UCLA, which
2: is the University of California, Los Angeles, at 17. How did he do it, you asked? I do ask. Well, at the time, you could take an entrance test, which he did, And was one of the nine people that passed the test. Only nine. So he got into college at a very young age. How
3: interesting. That's impressive. And although I read that he was a millionaire by age 27, I like the fact that he is credited with bringing beach sandals to the United States. I love that fact.
0: (laughs) I couldn't leave that fact out. That's funny. Because it's so fun. And we're all sandal wearers. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. Let's get to his Kung Fu background. Oh, so I'm going to start us out, Sensei. He
2: studied Kung Fu in Shanghai from Tang Sung Yi and Judo from a Japanese Sensei.
3: And he was also a bodybuilder, and he won a contest known as Mr. Hong Kong.
2: I read that too, so I looked it up. Well, what did you find? That's a good question. I couldn't find what year he might have won, but I did see that it is a legitimate
0: contest. And I did see the winner from 2018. Oh, so it's a bodybuilding thing. I saw it too. It's very, very interesting to search. Didn't you think so? I thought it was cool. Anyway, back to Mr. Chow. Upon arriving in the U.S., he taught judo to support himself while attending UCLA, and he gave private lessons to police. Wow, that's really interesting, Sensei. I'll keep it going.
2: Being in California in the late 50s, of course, he found his way to the movies because, you know, that's California. what everybody wants to do. Or all the people we run into. <laughs> he was in and helped with the technical parts of things, like Hawaiian Eye, I
0: Spy, and even Bonanza. Wow. Okay, I had forgot Hawaiian Eye even existed until I read that as a fact. Well, I was thinking I
3: knew two of the three theme songs, but I don't remember the one from I Spy. Well I Spy
2: with my little eye. That Sensei Jackie has a fact. <laughs> What's the theme song from
0: Hawaii and I? Hawaii and I... Uh, I... No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that... Uh, I'll look it up. Like, first. I had forgotten that Hawaii and I even existed. Because mm-hmm. Bonanza still runs, and I Spy's been redone a bunch of times. Right. But Hawaii and right. I was the precursor to Hawaii oh, 5 boat. Boat, Right? Did I Spy... Which one came first, the movie or the game? No, I Spy... Oh, the I game spy, came first. Um, you mean the driving game or the, the one where you look at pages on a book? The one where you go, I spy something green. With my little eye. Yes. I spy with my little eye. They're not related to one another. Okay. I spy the TV series is about um, secret agents. Oh. And oh, so it was like spies. Yeah, they're spies. And it was remade pretty recently in, the, in this millennium, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Enough about the good old days, the bad old days. Enough about the old days. I have have another David Chow fact. Oh, good. We're back on track.
3: We're back on track with David Chow. It's recorded that he made his money in a company he founded that was called Intercontinental Marketing and Trade Corporation, and he was a millionaire many times over by the time he worked on the Kung Fu series. Oh,
0: that's a cool fact. Hmm. I read that he worked in tandem on the series with a man named Cam Yoon, a practitioner of Thai Praying Mantis Kung Fu. Wow, that's quite the name. And that Cam did stunts for Carradine as well as being part of the choreography.
3: Oh, and I have a pretty neat fact. If you want to see David Chow do a fight, he plays the bad guy in the climactic fight scene at the end of the pilot episode. That's
2: very cool, there, Jackie.
3: And before we get back to Kung Fu, can I add one more thing about
2: Mr. Chapp? I hope. All right. So this is quite interesting. He was a philanthropist and even started his own humanitarian organization, which still runs today, even though he died in 2007. So I think that that's something that's very important for us to add.
3: I love it. I do too.
0: And a these, very admirable man in in his own way. Yeah, these are some great facts. Okay, before we jump back To the Kung Fu series, you know we have to go there. Honor Honor Athletics, Athletics, of course. course. I want to say hi, Cynthia, in case you're listening. Hey. And you can reach Honor Athletics at honorathletics.com or 770 945
3: 5150. And do not forget to mention Wildcat
0: Dojo as you're checking out
3: for your 10% discount.
0: Thanks, guys. And now back to the show. That just sounded like a TV ad. And
2: now back to your
0: regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I think we should do that more often, just like a regular old TV. We will return in one minute. That's <laughs> it. Anyway, you know how I'm closing out today's show? Oh. When I mentioned to Sensei Jay that I was doing this show, he immediately started telling me memories of watching the show Kung Fu. So naturally I said, Let's record some stuff. And here it is. Thanks for taking a few minutes out to answer a few questions. My pleasure. So were you a big watcher of the show or just an occasional? I
1: would say more than occasional. There, there wasn't that much on TV at the time. so uh...
0: I would say about half our listeners are aware of the fact that back then it was get up to change the channel and three stations.
1: Yes. And (laughs) hope that a transistor didn't break in a TV and you didn't have to go to the (laughs) store to get a new tube, they called them.
0: (laughs) Yes, they did. Okay, which part did you find more appealing, the Western or the Eastern philosophy?
1: I think the Eastern philosophy back then, there wasn't a lot known about Kung Fu or karate at the time. I didn't know there was a difference. And I was just fascinated and curious about, you know, the element of what he was and and that was my uh, interest in it
0: so to be fair when i mentioned to you that i wanted to do this interview you and i sat down and watched a few clips on youtube just th- just recently right yes and did they bring back some fun memories
1: they brought back some memories and just those few clips of what i liked about the show and respected of of the character and one was his calmness and self control we're big fans of both, common sense, uh, uh, self-control. Absolutely. His confidence and walking around and not carrying a weapon. But when things got serious, it, it, it seems like, I think I said this when we were watching the clips, he was a MacGyver of finding a weapon that he could use for the situation at hand.
0: Yes, but like you, he liked to carry that joystick. Yes. He had that walking stick.
1: He had the walking stick. So, he had the walking stick. I guess a discipline... And now, you know, that I watch it, a lot of the moves and the fight scenes, it it wasn't unrealistic. It it wasn't the jumping 20 feet in the air and the flying through the air. It was reality moves and technique.
0: One of the things that I think that we realize now watching the clips that we didn't realize at the time was that they showed a lot of different styles within the show. It showed the Capoeira guy
1: doing his moves, doing his
0: type of Mm -hmm. moves And a couple of others, I'm I'm trying to think of what they were, but he mostly fought like gunslingers. Yes, and he he mostly stood up for people being bullied.
1: Yes, he did. Well, he stood up for right and something else. I remember, and it it brought it back watching these clips. He did what he had to do to subdue the opponent, but when he had done that, he was done. He he didn't continue to destroy. this person. He he had enough self-control to say, I've done what I need to do. And he would leave.
0: I agree with that. I had forgotten about that and didn't even notice it in the clips. That was a good point. That was a good observation. Cool.
1: But I, I will say that watching it now, I definitely see it through 360 degree different eyes than I did at that time. Oh yeah. No comparison.
0: Including the fact that it wasn't completely respectful to other cultures the way it was done the the program still has some interesting karate and shot in an interesting way that you can actually see it.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
0: All right. I'm trying to think, you know, is there like a nostalgia when you see any of the episodes, like it takes you back to your youth or not really?
1: I've tried everything and nothing's really taken <laughs> me back to my youth. No, <laughs> no it, when I do see that, I'll say, well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. That, that, that's about it.
0: See how easy that was as usual. Thanks, Sensei. My pleasure. Okay, that was good, right? Oh, thanks, NZJ. So good. It was so cool to hear his perspective. Right. I'm having him on again soon because he's a fun guest. Definitely. Okay. Now, on that note, I don't have any jokes on Kung Fu, and I don't have Mm. any serious sayings from the character, but we can finish by reminding our listeners that his karate name was the grasshopper. Yes, it was. That's so interesting. And- Although some people may think that insects aren't hardy enough to be karate names. Well, we've already mentioned that Kung Fu has a a whole style called praying mantis. That's right. Mm. And insects are tough. Just think about ants. Us. They they always say that um, when man leaves the earth, there will still be roaches. They always do. (laughs) But I want to say, even though ants get on my nerve when they come in my house, they have such perseverance they do not give up and they work in tandem really well and they have a social structure that um is indigenous to them yeah like bees have a social structure exactly yeah they really do they they get along in their societies really well us i'm not sure we want to end on insects but i want to thank mr chow for being so interesting oh yes and i wonder
3: Yes, and I wonder who our next fight choreographer
0: will be. I know. We'll just have to
2: sit tight for that.
0: And I also was thinking, let us know. Did you ever used to watch the series? Us. So did you like the fight scenes? Let us know how you thought about it. We are at Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube page at Wildcat Dojo. and you've got our website. And Dojo conversations at AOL in case you're old school and want to write us an email. All right, Thanks guys, up. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a listener mail. Cause we have a couple of extra minutes ah. and this is a short one. And it's from sensei Yoli. Who's been on the show. Hi. Hi sensei Hi. Yoli. And to the whole family. And she wrote real quick. Hi sensei. I loved the bloopers. Thank you for sharing. And she also wrote, May the podcast force be with you. Oh. oh, that's a fun one, right? Us. And she gave me the proper emojis.
2: Ah, to go as it with should it should
0: be podcast so emojis. I want to say thanks, Cynthia Yoli, for listening. Thanks for writing, and everybody. If you haven't gone back and listened to that blooper episode, you have to. Us. And since we have this extra minute, can I make one more announcement, please? Us. Okay. What the listeners probably don't know is how much work goes into putting on a show. Us And so last year, we waited until we were actually at a year to do a rerun, an archived episode. But what I've decided to do this year is for every month that has five Mondays in it, our fifth Monday will be a repeat of an episode that we had recently talked about that you might have an interest in because we recently mentioned it. Us. So you can look forward to that. Us coming soon. I think March has five weeks. I think March does have five Mondays. Cool. And we don't have a 29 yet. So thanks guys. And with that, let's say goodbye guys. Bye everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you next podcast. And I'm signing off for now.
1: Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.